With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Well, that was fun. That was a fun one, Michael Brown. Uh, I was, man. <clears throat> it was, man, I am down with the boogie, oogie, woogie is the way I'm going to phrase tonight. What a game, man. I, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. And uh, welcome to this episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and yep, we're at the Boogie Oogie Oogie tonight. Um, DeMarcus Cousins decided to wake up. The imposter that was here for the first 14 games of the season, he f- went back to uh, where he went. Have you played Among Us, Mike? We found the DeMarcus Cousins imposter tonight. The crew yeah. win. Yeah, we did. He, it, It's so weird because he was the epitome tonight of a couple times where it was like, do not shoot that three. Please, dear God, do not shoot that three. It's like, no, no, no. Yes! Like, he just caught fire. And he was a monster on the boards tonight. I mean, yeah. tonight was the prototypical game for Boogie and how you want him to play. You're, he's going to take some terrible shots. That's just him, right? Like, you just have to live with that. 
but he looked to be more comfortable tonight. They put him on the low block more uh, than they have in previous games. And Dallas just didn't have an answer for him tonight. Uh, but I thought that as a whole, they played so well together tonight. Like David Nawaba had a phenomenal game tonight, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I will say this, man. I, I think when Daniel House comes back, I think Jay Sean Tate is your new starting small forward on this team. I don't think you can go back. Yeah, he's, you know, Jay Sean Tate didn't play a whole lot tonight. Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he played a lot in Detroit. Um, but let's just, let's get back to Boogie here. Cause I think that's our main focus uh, for this one. 28 points season high, 17 rebounds season high. He had 17 points and 15 rebounds at halftime. Both of those were already season highs. It just honestly, with how terrible Boogie had been up until this game, it's amazing how quickly the switch flipped and not in, not a complete coincidence either that tonight was the first night John Wall was back in a couple of games. And do you think that had something to do with Boogie's success tonight as well? I think it's I think it's got something to do with it. Uh, that's his guy. I mean, that's his boy. And I mean, Coach Silas has to get a ton of credit here. Uh, what he's been tasked with to deal with thus far this season is. I mean, ridiculous for any coach, nonetheless, a first-time coach. And, you know, let's be fair to the situation tonight, right? Porzingis did not play. I think if Porzingis would have played, do I think Boogie would have had the same night that he had? Probably not, I would say. Mm -hmm. But even with all that being said, I mean, he was just a force tonight, man. Mm -hmm. And I listened to him post-game, and – you can tell this is a guy who hasn't played basketball, major basketball, not major, but any basketball for two plus years. I mean, he, you know, his seasons were cut short due to injury. It's also, this is what his third team in three years. If I have that right, because he was a warrior, he was a Laker. Four teams in four years. He was only with the Warriors yeah. one year. Yeah. Four, four teams in four years. That's not easy either. You mm. know? And I think tonight it, I hate to say this, but not hate to say it, but. The Oladipo not playing, Daniel House not playing, and Christian Wood not playing opened up a lot of chances for DeMarcus Cousins, and he took advantage of them tonight. And he was just a monster. And it was great to see. I mean, he's he's a guy that I that you root for. I mean, it's easy to hate him, but if he's on your team, you just love the guy. That's the way that that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. And look, I'm not trying to dog on James Harden, but uh oh. When James Harden was here, it felt like there was a sense of ego with him. Yeah. I don't, you don't have that with this team. And I think that when everyone comes together, a a game like tonight can be the result. I think everyone tonight, look, you had Eric Gordon probably played his best game of the season. DeMarcus Cousins played his best game of the season. Uh, Nawaba probably played his best game of the season. Mason Jones, I'd say his second best game of the season. KJ Martin, his best minutes as a rocket so far. So that's five guys you're already talking about as their best game so far this season. And it's hard to lose when five of your, you know, core players that play in the game give their best performance of the season. I want to, I want to bring up two things real quick. Number one, the block that KJ Martin had on on Boban, on Boban was filthy. Yes, I, I was, didn't, 
that's I, I I looked and I said that's why they drafted him for if plays like that. The second thing is I think the dream take needs to spearhead KJ Martin getting into the NBA dunk contest. I don't know what we need to do, and if we can get it trending somehow, I want to see what that man can do given a platform of just go dunk the ball. I want to see him dunk over his dad. That would be cool. That would. I mean, I'm just saying, I I haven't heard of anybody doing this, but I think the dream take needs to spearhead KJ Martin Jr. getting into – the dunk contest, not like a local dunk, like the NBA all-star weekend dunk contest. We need to be the ambassadors for that to happen. Honestly. Yeah. And and look, the Rockets have John Wall, former dunk contest champion. Victor Oladipo was in the dunk contest. When was the last time the Rockets had a rock and Gerald Green, of course, dunk contest champion. All right. When was the last time the Rockets had like a guy that was playing for the Rockets at the time? In the non contest, I can think of one guy, but that's about it. Mm, when John Barry won it, was he a rocket? John Barry won the dunk contest. Yeah, one really? of the Barry. It was either Brent or it was John. Uh, won the dunk contest. One of those Barrys won the dunk contest. I'm ninety. Really? Yeah, but we'll look it up. But anyway, I remember. I remember Chase Budinger was in the dunk contest. That's what I was thinking of. No disrespect to Pat Connaughton of the Bucks, but if Pat Connaughton can be in the dunk contest, why can't KJ Martin be in the dunk contest? Okay. Brent Barry was in the dunk contest 1996. Okay. He won the dunk contest 1996. That was 25 years ago. For some reason, I thought it was John, but yeah, Yeah. I knew it was John, Rick, Brent, you know. Yeah, somebody. But yeah, one one of them. But I guess he was technically with the Rock. He was a Rocket at one point in his career, Brent Barry. But we need to, that definitely needs to be on a, you know, on our to-do list is make that happen. Also tonight, I I get the fact that Dallas had guys out and I get the fact that we had guys out too, but how good did it feel tonight for the Rockets to do what they did? Like this is, you, you hit the nail right on the head. This team is so easy to root for now. Uh I think, I think with Harden, there was always like the people who, Hated Harden, hated the way he played. But this team is just it's hard to put your finger on it. They just something about there's yeah, there's something about the team that has like a bit of underdog in them. Yeah. It's endearing, I guess is the best way to put it. Maybe maybe what it is, is, I guess James Harden gave the Rockets, not necessarily willingly, but he put a villain status on them. And he took that villain status and sent it to New York where it feels like, honestly, like if you think of James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, three play, three people who are not generally well liked in, in the basketball circle, which is unfortunate because they're all really good players. But those three guys at one point in their careers have been seen as, you know, very dislikable. Oh, for sure. And, and on this team now, like you, you have a, a guy that's it's easy to root for in Silas. You have a guy like John Wall who plays the game at a very high level. Victor Oladipo, you know, not a ton of people, if anybody has a problem with him. Christian Wood is a budding superstar. Uh, I think, look, it, I know it, it's been less than 10 games, but I think they may have found a diamond in Mason Jones. Oh, I. 
I, we we talked about it early in the season. Remember these yeah. upcoming? Oh, they got Mason Jones on draft night. We we were on. We were ahead of the curve on this, Mike. Hundred percent. We and were. You were. And you were on Jay Sean Tate. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like Tate when they signed him uh, from Australia, and I know I know you did too. But the way this kid, he's burst on the scene a lot quicker, I think, than a lot of us thought. And same with Mason Jones. But also, I think given the fact that the Rockets sent Harden away has given both of them the opportunity and also the injury to the unfortunate injury and COVID diagnosis for Daniel house has kind of given Jay Sean take this opportunity to step into the starting lineup, get some more minutes, play a larger role on this team, but he looks ready for the moment. The game, you can tell that game by game for Jay Sean Tate, it's slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one move tonight that he put on Boban where he got the ball under the bucket yeah, and he just kind of he just kind of sent a prayer. Well, it wasn't even that though. Like if you look at the sequence where he faked left, and then he faked right, and then he faked left again, and then he went up, you know, and and threw a baby hook over over Boban. By the way, no disrespect, but Boban might be the ugliest player in the league. Like I'm not even kidding you. It, it's close. Like sorry, like looking at him like makes me squirm a little bit. I. I'm just saying, like, it is what it is. I think, you know. I met him in person. Nicest guy in the world. Nice, the nicest human being. I wouldn't I'm, want to mess with him. I wouldn't want to no, say anything no, about him that, no. that is a little bit um, not nice. No, for sure. I'm, I'm just, sure that he might stomp on me. I'm just saying that looking at him, you know, it, he might be the ugliest player in the league. There's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't hate him being the backup five on this team. Who Absolutely do you think is not. the ugliest player in NBA history? The ugliest player in NBA history is yes. George George Marazon. Okay, well, no comment. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Come on. I don't know. I, I really, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, that's a really good question, though. I'm just bringing it up. Like, I love the fact that you're just dying right now, but I'm just saying, oh. like, a couple times tonight, like, I was, you know, eating dinner and I look up at the TV and I see his face on TV and it, you know, I, I, I was a little remiss, you know, to, oh, God. Let, you know, still I'm, a sure, good I'm sure for every person that agrees with you, there is another person that disagrees with you. So we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just Rockets one, and we're in a good mood. But I guess with this team, let's go to a question on on uh, Twitter here, because uh, okay. let, let's go to these some questions on Twitter. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take. Uh, starting, I believe, sometime this week, either Tuesday or Thursday, we're going to start uh, doing these live so that you can listen to us live um, after games. Uh, we're going to hopefully link it to our. Uh, Twitter account at the dream take. So you can interact with us live after the show and we can dump these questions off as we're talking. So you can chime in in the conversation with us. So uh, be sure to check that out later this week. But um, this question, Jake Mountford seven, he asks when the team finally all becomes healthy. Do you think KJ Martin deserves a roster spot? Even if it's at the end of the bench, I guess roster spot, obviously he has a roster spot, but I think he means um, like a spot in the rotation. Yeah, I, he he's shown bursts. Like he mm-hmm. he is bouncy. Like man. is he like, in the second unit or the third unit at this point? Well, I mean, let's go over that. I mean, he's you know the first unit to me right now is Wall, Oladipo, 
Tate, Tucker, Wood. Mm-hmm. Your second unit, Mason Jones, Eric Gordon, uh, Boogie Cousins, David Nawaba, Sterling Brown. I mean, and Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore. Yeah, I mean, I think I, those eleven guys get minutes before KJ, unfortunately. And and look, I think what we saw tonight. K, look, KJ is given an opportunity here, but you know, I I feel like we keep saying you know when they all become healthy and all that, but there's no I mean, look, Tuesday if Wall and Wood come back, with the exception of Daniel House, the team will be fully healthy. And I'm yeah, we haven't even mentioned Daniel House, who will probably be seen once he is fully healthy ahead of KJ Martin on the depth chart. But you've seen how the season has gone so far. John Wall's missed seven games already out of fifteen. Uh, Oladipo isn't going to play back-to-backs. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, I think, wouldn't have played tonight had Christian Wood been out. Um, although maybe he should be playing back-to-backs because if he played like he did tonight and the second half of back-to-back, that's also something that we didn't even really talk about is they did this all while, you know, flying from Detroit and, uh, playing just last night in a real tough game too. And they were able to, uh, do the same tonight. But I think... This team, like, they're going to need to utilize the latter part of their bench often. And I wouldn't look, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like on a normal night, like if Tuesday night comes, um, and they're playing the Wizards, I think Silas would use nine, at least nine, definitely, definitely nine, but maybe 10 guys. I think Mason Jones is, you know, working his way into getting some minutes, but. Um, you know, I think KJ also got a lot of minutes tonight because of the back-to-back, you know, Jay Sean Tate didn't play a whole lot. Um, he only played 20 minutes. John Wall only played 21 minutes. Um, but I think the reason why KJ got minutes was because of the back-to-back and, but the thing is, and Matt Bullard said it on the, on the, uh, broadcast today on the local broadcast, he said, um, that, you know, even when all of the guys were out there at the end of the game, he was like, these guys are going to be needed during the season because of the pandemic and all that, who knows, you know, if someone's going to have to go into protocol or someone is going to get injured, you know, the chance of John wall playing every single game from here on out is very slim. The chances of DeMarcus cousins, it's chance of Eric Gordon, PJ. I mean, PJ Hugger will probably play every game, but uh, at least while he's on the team, but Eric Gordon, John wall, DeMarcus cousins, Oladipo, Christian Wood are not going to play every game. And you needed that bench. And, Tonight, I think, was a great example of that. And I like when guys like KJ use their minutes and they use them well. I think we saw tonight, KJ, we saw where he struggles. He struggles with the three-point shot. He, But he was drafted originally because of his defense. He can become a really good 3 and D guy, I think, in the league in a couple of years. But I think his defense is a little further along. The three-point shot needs to catch up. Well, yeah, and and let's not forget the the recent acquisition of Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, is a guy that is going to get minutes. But I do think you know the Rockets have a good problem here. Like they have a they have guys that you can throw at the situation. You know, if you need Eric, Eric Gordon was fantastic tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he was great tonight. But when you bring in a guy like Kevin Porter Jr., to me. First of all, the, his ability to now work with John Lucas, if the Rockets can get his head straight, that's a great pickup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an absolute steal. For a second-round pick, like, sign me up every day that ends in Y. And that second-round uh, pick that they got is probably never going to get conveyed. So they probably got him for free. 
Right. And so the, that's the thing is with Ben, you know, guys like Ben McLemore and KJ Martin, I'm afraid those types of guys might be pushed towards the end of the bench with the type of team that this is turning into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ben McLemore is good enough defensively to put him out there for major minutes. Uh, that's, that's what I see thus far from him is he tries hard defensively, but the Rockets, man, like they, they are playing some defense right now that it's that junkyard dog mentality. Mm-hmm. David Nawaba was, was great tonight. Yeah. He was absolutely great tonight. Uh, I think KJ Daryl Morey, yeah. Daryl Morey's last great acquisition as a Rockets GM was David Nawaba. Oh, I mean, a total steal. Total steal for this team. It does feel a little weird now that if this team goes on a, a decent little run here, that Gerald Green is not a part of this. Uh, it's a little hurtful, you know, to the soul that he's not here. But I think I can find a way to get over it. Yeah, but uh, look, the Rockets got plenty of good guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like cut anyone on this roster right now for Gerald Green. No, I wouldn't Maybe either. Exum or Rodion Scorich, but that's about it. Yeah. But, I mean, look, th- this team just as a whole, like I said, ha- has a good problem. And it was nice to see tonight, again, with no poor Zingas, but the Rockets found a way to beat a team still with some decent size and Willie Cauley-Stein and Boban uh, to compete with that size. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this team is a good gang rebounding team when they want to be. They're still not a great rebounding team by any stretch of the imagination, but there's spurts in games where you see – you know, if you get, you know, tonight when Cousins was out there with Tucker and with Tate, between those three guys, when they put their minds to it, they can be a solid rebounding team. And they have great size. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, you know, size on the wings. When was the – let me ask you this. I mean, you and I watch enough Rockets basketball, more, I would say, than, you know, the average fan. Mm-hmm. When was the last team that you can remember that had this much athleticism on the wing? <sighs> Honestly, um, I can't I can't recall a team that has because honestly, the game has gotten more athletic as mm-hmm. as you know time has traveled. But I I don't think they've had a more athletic team than what they have right now because I I mean look at the previous teams they had they were they were built differently. This team like KJ Martin, one of the better athletes that they've had. Uh, David Nwaba, another great athlete. Um, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown, yeah. Mason Jones. Like they, this team is athletic, and those, and I think that's why they've also been really good defensively. Is because I feel like your athleticism can pay off more on the defensive end, and with James Harden as your core guy, look. James Hard- I don't I wouldn't trade any of what James Harden did and what he brought this team but what it did was it created an offense that was so centered around him that it was it kind of forced everyone to you know kind of line up line get get in line and it was the James show and what we're getting now is a team that's a lot more well-rounded, that needs multiple ways to score, multiple ways to defend, and there's more versatility with this team. That was the word I was looking for. More versatility with this team. And they can do a whole lot of different things. And Like Christian Wood also, another guy that you know didn't even see the floor tonight. But 
that's what I think is these athletes give the Rockets an opportunity to be a team that can play fast and that will beat teams that are slower like, you know, the Pistons last night, or it will give them an opportunity to, you know, play more defensively, which, you know, against a Mavs team that, you know, had played the night before in five games and seven nights, they were gassed and the Rockets took advantage of that. And I think that's why the Rockets got out to such an early lead and they were able to stick it because at the end of the game in the second half tonight, the Mavs just had nothing left in the tank. Mm-hmm. The the other thing, I mean, John Wall and Victor Oladipo, two other names that mm-hmm. we, we didn't discuss, but that was on the show that you and I did together when the Rockets acquired Victor Oladipo. What did we say? This is going to be a team that wants to run. They want to run, get out on the break. They just they want to run you to death. I mean, that's what the Rockets have right now is young, fresh legs. You know, outside of you know Boogie, but Boogie hasn't played for two years. You know, but you have guys like Mason Jones. You have guys, you know, John Wall hasn't played you know in about a year, but he's starting to get his speed back. I think what we've seen these past couple games. Once this team gets whole, this is going to be a fun team. I mean, this is going to be a team. It's already a fun team. It, no, absolutely. But yeah. I think that the ceiling for this team is a little bit higher than I initially anticipated. Like, this is a team that is good enough, number one, to make the playoffs. If, if they are whole and they have the majority of their guys, they're a team that can get into the playoffs. You know, I think there's a lower seed, somewhere between a six and an eight seed. They're going to be a team that nobody wants to see in the first round, I think. Uh, I, I could see the Lakers wanting to see. Okay, fine. All right, the greatest, the best team in the league. The, league, the Lakers will say, "Okay, it's the Rockets." Yeah, I'm. I'm but I'm just I'm throwing it out there that it's going to be like the the Oklahoma City Thunder were last year. Get into the first round. You know they took that Rockets that's team. The kind, but that's the kind of mentality right. this team needs to adopt. Correct. And maybe they go on a run here. You know, the, the, the games that they have this week are very winnable. If they win those games, they nearly get back to 500. And, and you see what you can do. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I think the Rockets are going to have an interesting decision to make on, number one, Daniel House. Because we haven't heard a peep out of Daniel House. Like, where is Daniel House? He's at the house. He might be at the house. He might, he might, be, he might be at the apartment. You know, I don't. I don't like, I, you know, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he's, uh, he's stuck in the house. He's bored in the house, and then in the house board. I'm just saying, like, where is he? I, there's going to be an interest. I think it's going to be an, inter- an interesting trade deadline for the Rockets. I think the trade deadline is in March. March 25th. March 25th. Uh, my sister's birthday. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the Rockets are going to be a weird team. I think at that point, yeah. Like I don't know, are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? A little yeah. bit of both. I don't um, know. Well, here's I'll I'll segue this with the question from Frank the Tank three sixty on Twitter. Um, do you think the Rock to trade Eric Gordon after his breakout game and get good value? I have one answer for this. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I mean, what language do you want it in? Uh, Hebrew. I don't know that, but it's um, probably just it's probably just no, no. <laughs> Here's another, you know. Excuse my language. Hell no. How about that? Okay. I well. mean, just I've never been on team trade, Eric Gordon. I don't know why. You know, Eric Gordon can. You know, he probably had like when he dropped fifty last year. People were like, oh yeah, let's trade Eric Gordon. 
literally why like he has been the he's been the leading scorer the last two two nights it it's a question that i think well the reason why he's asking the question is because we all know that eric has a a questionable uh injury history which he does like and he's he's been been every game this year so far thus far absolutely what have you done for me lately he's played in every game no injuries to report but the other thing with Gordon's salary is that it's out of he makes eighteen million dollars a year, where you that could net you a decent return from another team. Would I trade Eric Gordon right now? No, I would not trade Eric Gordon. The thing is, but it like, depends on what rebuilding team teams are not going to trade for a guy like Eric Gordon because the Rockets are trying to like if if Eric Gordon would go to a contender. And no team is going to take on a guy like Eric Gordon, who's going to be the fourth, maybe fifth best player on their team and, you know, spend all that money on him. It's just not like he's in the perfect spot right now. He's on a team that's not bad, but not good. He's the third, maybe fourth best player on this team. And he's able to break out for 30 points in any given night. Like I just, to me, it doesn't make any sense at all. I think though, this group of wings is getting a little crowded. Yeah. And I think the wings that are likeliest to go are Ben McLemore. Unfortunately, I love Ben McLemore, but I I do think that he is more likely to be on his way out than in Mm -hmm. Um, Victor and Victor Oladipo. I just, to me, Victor Oladipo has the most value left because he is a former all-star and he's, you know, more consistent than Eric Gordon. And you know, he is an expiring deal. Like Gordon, like you're signing on to Eric Gordon for three years. The Rockets are going to then, you know, ask for more. But getting value for Victor Oladipo, and I think the Rockets could still even trade Victor Oladipo and still content. Like, I really believe that it's going to be harder. Let's get that straight, too. I think that Vic is ultimately going to be traded after the season. I think they're going to work a sign and trade with probably Miami um, in in free agency. Because I think the Rockets are going to look at this team, and by March 25th, I don't think you can say that they're going to be fully out of it. And if they are, then trade him. Trade trade Oladipo, trade Ben McLemore, give Kevin Porter an opportunity, give Jay Sean Tate, give all those guys chances to you know build for next season. But I think the Rockets are trying to make the playoffs here, and I think it's a good thing to not tank. Because the Rockets don't have any control on their draft pick this year anyway. Even if they were to be the worst team in the league, there's only a 52% chance they keep that pick in the top four. Because that that pick that we traded to Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook is only protected for the top four. So the Rockets have to finish in the worst four teams in the league. And I don't think the team is one of the worst four teams in the league. And even if you are one of the worst four teams in the league, the lottery has to work in your favor, and there's only a 52% chance of that happening. So that, those are odds that are okay, but if you are number five, that pick goes to Oklahoma City and you get nothing. You have a bottom five team in the league and you have nothing to show for it. So I think the Rockets should, you know, give this culture, you know, you don't build a winning culture by tanking or by losing. You build a winning culture by trying your damnedest to win basketball games, to win every single game. And I think we've seen that tonight. I like what we saw from John Wall, someone that, you know, wasn't supposed to come back really until the next game. He saw that his team needed him tonight and he 
showed out. I don't think the Rockets win tonight without John Wall, to be honest. I think his playmaking ability, having a guy that is able to run the offense and run the offense in the way it is supposed to be run was huge, and it put the Rockets out big early. And I love John Wall was a breath of fresh air tonight. I don't care what it looks like on this on the box score. Watching the game, he changed the way this team played tonight, and I was so happy to see it. For sure. I to put a bow on what you just said, the the problem with getting a decent return right now for Oladipo is he's an expiring contract at the end of the year. A team like Miami right now won't give you legitimate assets because they're going to look at it and say, well, we could just get them this summer. We have a decent shot. Unless at Miami is looking at this year and saying, hey, we can win a championship or make right. a run in, in the playoffs and we need one more piece, which at this point, Miami also six and nine, not in the current playoff picture in the East. Not that that means much, you know, right now, but they're struggling a lot because, you know, Jimmy Butler hasn't really played a whole lot. Bam out of bios missed some time. They've had a tough schedule. Uh, they've played the Sixers twice, Celtics, Bucks twice. Like they've had a really tough schedule and just a really rough start of the season. But I think they're going to feel like they can make a run and they might need another piece to help them get over the hump. So maybe they'll come calling for Victor Oladipo, but um, we'll see. Yeah, and to, to answer the question from the from Twitter, I will tell you this. There, there is one deal out there that I would do today for Eric Gordon, and that would be Julius Randle. Uh, same contracts. Yeah, I would like I would like an all-star. Like yeah, that. yeah, if they – but if, I if, would never do that. Well, if the Knicks look at the situation and they say, look, we've got Obi Topin, we've got you know Julius Randle, if they wanted a guy like Eric Gordon to play with Obi Topin, and who's the kid uh, that they took last year in the draft? RJ uh, Barrett. RJ Barrett. Like that. Yeah, that's a they're, decent. They're building their team around Julius Randle. Have you I seen any Knicks games this year, Mike? I have, but I'm just saying that that's team the, revolves around Julius Randle. But that's the type of deal that it would take for me to move Eric Gordon right now. I just don't know that if we're trading anything off of this team, I want a big. The Rockets need another big on this team. They they have to get just another big. I mean, period, end of story. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who that big is. Um, you know, I I have a, a sneaky suspicion that if we do move Oladipo to Miami, Kelly Olenek is has to be a part of that deal, and that's the missing big, I guess. Um, but that's what I think. I mean, if the wing spot is getting a little crowded. If they do move them, that's what I would like to see in return is somebody to play alongside Christian Wood in the starting lineup. Yeah. You know? Well, here's Victor Oladipo's uh, – no, sorry, Julius Randle's stats in the last four games. Against the Celtics, 20-12. and 12. Against the Magic, 21-17. and 17. Against the Warriors, 16-17, and 17, nine assists. Against the Kings, 26 points, 15 rebounds. They're not moving him. What's their record? Better than the Rockets. What are they right now? They The Knicks right now are eight and nine. They're the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, so they're not going to move him now. I'm just throwing it out there. That's what it would take to move him. Well, another guy that that's an interesting name to me is uh, Miles Turner. You know, Miles Turner. Even league in blocks, not getting traded. Exactly. I'm just saying so these the are, are second in the East. Yeah, probably not getting moved. No, I mean, not getting moved. <laughs> I will say I would take you know, out probably you can take probably okay. and put a big Sharpie in it. So I'll, gi- I'll give you a, a realistic name that I would love is JaVel McGee. 
JaVale McGee is exactly what this team needs as a backup big. I think JaVale McGee is Brooklyn bound at this point. Uh, okay. Well, okay. I mean, they have – what do they have? They have uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, they, if, if you call Cleveland – I mean, we just called Cleveland, got a deal done. You call them back and you say, look, we need a big. Uh, we're willing to attach – I don't know. Daniel House. Yeah. I would do I would do that deal. I would do Daniel House for uh I for, wouldn't. I think you can get better for Daniel House. For a guy that hasn't played since the first week of the year. Yeah, I, I just the thing with Cleveland too, Cleveland's also playing really well. Well, you know what, Jeremy? List me off the teams that are not playing well, and those are the only teams that that we'll talk about then. I, I think I, 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 think don't, I don't have any I don't have any teams for you. I Detroit's not playing well, I'll tell you that. Okay, let me ask you this. There was reports today that Sacramento's looking to move uh, Bielitsa. Would you have any interest there? Maybe. I mean, Bielitsa, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the guy who hit the game winner against the Rockets in yes. the Toyota Center. Uh, I was at that game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I hate the fact that we lost to a guy that, you know, 95% of the people at the game don't know who he is or can't spell his name. I uh, mean, he's interesting. I mean, he's got some decent size. I think he's like 6'10, 6'9, 6'10. I'm not, I'm not saying no, only because there's also um, that connection between Houston and Sacramento. Um, but also, I look at, I mean, if you look at Houston right now, you're looking at a team that is just starting to really find its chemistry. And I wouldn't want to mess with that anytime soon. I don't like, I wouldn't want to touch it. Cause even if you bring in Bielitsa, like I wouldn't like, he's not going to start. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like hear- honestly, I mean, you look at Ben McLemore, he played really good last night. I just, he would probably be the person that they end up moving for, you know, because Ben McLemore, I think, would make sense in Sacramento. Would you do Gordon McLemore in a first for Buddy Ooh. Hill? No. You wouldn't do that? Gordon. McLemore in a first for Buddy Heald. No. You're saying you wouldn't do that for us or Sacramento wouldn't do that? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I would. Why would you give up a draft pick for Buddy Heald? I like Buddy Heald. I mean, yeah, I like, I like fried ball. chicken. Well, I mean, who doesn't love fried chicken? I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not fair. That's not fried fair. Chicken sponsor. Yeah, we do. If you want to sponsor a fried chicken business, hit us up. at. Uh, you can follow us at The Dream Take on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow The Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. The J Train's pulling into the station. It's about time to sign off. But before we do, um, let's talk. On let's talk Tuesday's game, Washington. They haven't played in a long time uh, with COVID. I think they've had like three or four games postponed. Um, so they are a little rusty. I think they do play tonight, and it's supposed to be their first game in a little over a week. Um, but Tuesday night could be Russell Westbrook's return to Houston. So what are you looking for most on Tuesday, Mike? Come out quick. I mean, come out. The last two games, the Rockets have just gotten out to very early, quick leads. And and I think that that recipe, you know, will work again Tuesday. Washington is not one of the better teams in the league. 
Uh, the Rockets look to have, you know, found a, a really good rhythm here. You know, don't go changing anything. You know, I think we could see Christian Wood back uh, on Tuesday. That'll be huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it would be. I don't. The Rockets should win this game. I mean, they absolutely should win on Tuesday. Uh, look, and I think the other benefit to the Rockets coming out, you know, in a game like tonight, is you get guys like KJ Martin some good run. You know, it's some some good work. You know, with some of the guys on the court, which is important. It's important to a guy like him at such a young age to get this experience. And by winning, and you do that by winning the games that you're supposed to win uh, and not faltering. And I, I look for the Rockets to continue this win streak into Tuesday. There's no reason they don't win this game. I, I can tell you that John Wall has this game circled on his calendar, and he has ever since he got to Houston. So Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Before you say that, you know what happened last time? There was a member of the Rockets who circled a game on a calendar. So I think all Rockets players should be staying away from any calendars and any circling of games. Okay, all right. But I, let's he, I'll, I'll, he's he's looked at this game and he's been looking forward to this game. Okay. Um, the Wizards have at least uh, six guys out for tonight's game: Mo Wagner, Ish Smith, Rui Achimura, Troy Brown, Davis Bertans, Danny Avdia. Mm. It's, I mean, they're all not going to play on Sunday. So even if they do play Tuesday or some of those guys play Tuesday, they, they have not played in a long time. So it's going to take them some time to get into a rhythm. The Rockets need to build the momentum that they have brought, brought from these past two nights and they need to keep it going. And, yep. and they just need to, you know, cause keep, keep, keep what they've been doing tonight. Cause what they've been doing the last two nights, at least especially tonight, not as much last night, but especially tonight against um against the Mavs. Just keep going. John Wall needs to run, set offenses, go out to an early lead, and stay out there. That that's all that I want to see. And this is where we park the rocket ship this evening. Thank you so much for this episode, tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take. And you can follow the Dream Shake on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Give us a like over on Facebook if you're over there. And check out all of our content at TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter at BSWPodcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E. N-E-R, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, go Rockets. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. 
Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.